When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. This is our 100th episode. Awesome. Awesome, Ingrid. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, we're recording our 100th episode. And somebody wrote in on Spotify asking us a question, and it's from Coffee is a Verb. She said she loves our collaborative work. She really wants to know how you and I met and what led us to working together. Okay, that's a great question for the 100th episode. Right? I thought that was... (laughs) So perfect. Because I want to ask you, I mean, like, can you believe like you've been doing this for a hundred, you've done a hundred episodes. Did you ever think you'd do a hundred episodes of a podcast? I mean, I didn't even ever see myself doing any podcast. (laughs) So it's random. I mean, I guess, how did we meet? Mm -hmm. We both worked at a restaurant together, Nick and Steph's in downtown LA, this fancy steakhouse. I was a bartender and Scott was a server And I had just started working there and I would just see him at the well and he would always have some amazing astrological advice, you know, reading the room, reading the people and the personalities and telling people who's going to be friends and who's not going to get along and (laughs) why this person's having a bad day. And it just always felt accurate and hilarious. (laughs) It was like the work drama through the astrological lens. And it just felt really like almost like a TV show or something. It's hilarious. I I remember specifically one time, like these two cocktail servers they were getting into it like these two girls they were having some sort of conflict or whatever and and I was like oh yeah well that makes sense because her moon is squaring her Mars so of course (laughs) that's why those two don't get along or something like that so funny so yeah we just in passing I had you know heard him talk about astrology And I had a friend who had a wellness podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, she always interviews all these cool people. Like Scott would be perfect. Hmm. So he went on Superficial Magic and which is a a really cool wellness podcast. And so Scott went on there and got interviewed. And as a thank you, he gave me a reading and the reading was insane. I was just immediately bawling. I was like, (laughs) this man knows everything about my childhood. What the fuck is happening? (laughs) And I was like, oh, what can I do for you? Like he gave me and my friend Chris a reading who we do creative projects together. And like Chris had a crazy reading also. And (laughs) he was crying. Everyone was crying. And we're like, what can we do for you? This was amazing. And Scott was like, I want a podcast. (laughs) Is that how I said it? Yeah. Scott was like, I want a podcast with you, Ingrid. And I was like, me? Why? What are you saying? And he was like, it's in the stars. Like, maybe you can say a little bit more about why you thought I would be a good podcast partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I, I love hearing your version of the story. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a very vivid memory. I feel like I remember the first day that you worked there and your hair was like braided or something. It was like super long. And I thought that you were this other girl who worked there, Lauren, who's also a Virgo. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I love Lauren. And I was like, what? Is that Lauren? Like she looks a little different today. <laughs> and then when I got closer, I'm like, oh, that's not Lauren. It's someone else. And so that was my first impression. And then there's like two other distinct memories that came later on. One was we were standing at the well. You were behind the bar. And there was this other back server there who always loved listening to me talk about different astrology or stuff. And he was, I think he said, like, guess her sign. And I said Scorpio because I was like, I don't know. I, I was at the point where I was kind of second guessing myself a little bit still. And, and you're like, no. And then I was like, Virgo. And you were like, yes. And, and I remember his reaction. Like he nearly fell over. Like he, he was <laughs> like, oh my, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just, you know, look at a lot of pictures of people, different signs, and you start to pick up similarities. I should have just said Virgo first because you reminded me of Lauren, and she's a Virgo. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, your birthdays are, even though you're born in different years, you're one day apart. Yeah, yeah. So there's really strong similarities yeah, we do to look me very similar. between the two of you. So, so there is that. And then the third memory was we were standing by the computers where we pick up our drinks just looked at me and you're like you should go on my friend Megan's podcast she does like a a self-help type podcast and you would be a great guest on her show I'm like okay yeah cool and so yeah as a gift I did a reading for you and Chris and you were both incredibly moved and you guys were just blown away by what I shared and also, Chris's grandmother was oh, an astrologer, right. yeah. so that's why it felt extra special. She's yes. the only other person that we had both had readings from. You had a reading from his grandmother, too? Oh, wow. The first time I met her, she read my chart. Wow. And hmm. so you were the only other person who'd given me a reading, so that felt like very special. And yes. His grandma has since passed, so yes. that felt like you know this interesting world of you know someone that we really cared about, and we didn't have an astrologer anymore, <laughs> and then you like came into our life. Well, to have a close family member like that, a grandmother who's an astrologer, and then for her to pass, and then me to just kind of show up out of the blue. And and now you've given like Chris's whole family readings, <laughs> and that was like his mom's mom. Yes. I remember once we finished the readings, and the two of you were like, you know, you're so amazing. We want to help you. Like, what can we do for you? And I was like, well, I'd love to have a podcast because, you know, I'd bought a microphone and for everyone who's like done a reading with me over zoom or whatever has seen like I have this big microphone there I bought this microphone because like I'm like I'm gonna do it I need to do a podcast but I soon realized just through my own experimentation that me talking into an empty microphone with nobody else around just doesn't work because I'm a seventh house son and so that's the house of marriage in order for me to come alive and be vibrant, I need to be in connection with someone else. So I was like, I'd like to do a podcast and I want Ingrid to be the co-host, you know, and there, there's really two reasons why. Um, number one, I wanted to do a podcast with a woman because 
I felt like it, it would give a nice balance to the to the show. Like I I know that most of the people that are interested in astrology are women. So in order to reach that audience, I wanted a woman co-host. It's really three things. So that was one. Number two is I wanted somebody who didn't necessarily know a lot about astrology. I was curious, but I really didn't know anything besides my sun sign. And, Mm -hmm. you know, here and there I would look stuff up, but it felt very, yeah, foreign to me. Like I believed it was something special, but also didn't really know barely anything. Yes. I mean, sometimes I can really go off the map with the way that I am describing things. And I was like, if, if it's, if there's somebody that knows a little bit about astrology, but not a lot and is curious, then if I can explain it to them, then the people that are listening are also going to be understanding what I'm talking about. So that was number two. So you, you hit both those marks, but the third one was because you're a Gemini rising and I, I really liked that about you with Gemini being your rising sign because when you're in situations where you're uncomfortable or you're around people you don't know, you're going to be naturally conversational and curious and inquisitive. And I felt like that would be good for the podcast because you would help keep my Taurus rising from like rambling all (laughs) over the place and and never stopping. (laughs) I mean, I guess to wrap this part up, yeah, me and Scott didn't really know each other just barely in passing at work and really I had a reading and that was at the beginning of our relationship and the podcast. Most everything was done with through recording the podcast. Totally. Well, the first thing that we did, I, she agreed to do it. <laughs> I was like, okay, awesome. Chris was going to edit it. And I said, well, we need to record several episodes that will never air for practice just to- god it was tra- i never want to hear those recordings <laughs> i wanted to die uh, yeah. i don't even know if i really listened to them afterwards i just remember it making me severely depressed <laughs> i'm sorry i mean uh, we, st- we still talk about it like chris would edit i would cry on the floor because i hated myself and everything that i would say and then you know now i edit the podcast i don't hate myself and <laughs> well so that that was like the evolution so We recorded those first four episodes. I don't think anybody edited those. They were just like raw Mm -hmm. to just, and I said, we need to do this just so that we can get me. I need to get comfortable just talking to another person while there is a recording going. Yeah, because having the mics were like, (laughs) it's absolutely. even though it's just the two of us in a room and we knew that nobody was going to listen to this. It was still really nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was on stage and it just made me be that bull in a china shop, my Taurus rising. (laughs) And so it was very uncomfortable. I was like, I need to get used to this and I need to get used to talking to Ingrid and feeling comfortable with her. And I want her to feel comfortable with me. And so the next moment was we were standing outside the office at work and it was it was early March. It was, it was like March 4th of 2020. It was, it was like a week before the whole COVID thing happened. And I remember I stopped you and I said, Ingrid, do you realize that one month from now we're going to have a podcast? And you were like, yay, I'm so excited. And then I probably had like a small anxiety (laughs) attack inside. (laughs) And then we posted our first one on April 4th 
2020. And I think about three episodes in, Chris was like, okay, I, I don't want to be a podcast editor. I'm now I, I'm already editing one podcast. Now, I, now I'm going to be editing two. I don't want to do this. And so Ingrid took the reins and, <laughs> and became the editor. Well, at the same time, Chris would edit and I would sit next to him and be like telling him what to do the whole time. And he's like, do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? And I'm like, well, I don't want to do it, but I also want my edits to be in there. So we would constantly be like battling one time he's like you just do it you can't just be telling me to press all the buttons like this is ridiculous you sit here and do it because i was just panicking and i just didn't like what i had said yeah so i think i edited like a third of it and then he kind of came in and then the next one i just did the whole thing and that was it okay it was definitely some self-reflection wow yes and here we are a hundred episodes later and then now I also edit your other podcast. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The Uncharted Territories. And now I kind of, so, I like editing actually. You, okay. Well, it's such a great Virgo task, you know, because you're cutting all the fat off the meat. You know, you're just leaving the good stuff. Yeah. Which at first was really difficult for me to like make those decisions, but now it feels like second nature. And also the part of myself that was like hating myself has gone away. So that mm-hmm. makes it less uncomfortable. I don't have to sit and like hear the things that I mean there's still things in there that I don't that I would prefer not to have in my vocabulary or whatever but I feel less attached to being like the perfect version of myself you know it's like well I'm not perfect and you know I'm always working on myself so if I I say something that I didn't love I'm just like okay well that's what I said who cares yeah whatever that was that was my response so you know next time maybe I will you'll try to be better yeah I mean whatever that means anyway I mean you were you were really freaked out about the sound of your voice too and how many people have commented about how much they love your voice well i guess also it wasn't i guess it wasn't the sound of my voice but it was the emotion behind my voice that Mm. was insecure Mm. and i didn't like i didn't like hearing myself in my insecurity yeah that felt wildly uncomfortable yeah every sentence was like a question yeah i I would like would write (laughs) notes to myself like don't do this and don't say that and all these post-its up yes Yes. Amazing. What a journey. Happy 100th episode. Happy 100th episode, Ingrid. Thank you so much. I feel like things are just taking off right now. So this is like a very celebratory time. It is. It is. Oh, you're going to be going on the weekly weather? (laughs) The weekly weather again. So that's happening. I'm going to be on for the week of March 14th the weekly weather for Astrology Hub. So they've invited me back. Thank you, everyone who listened to me the first time I was on with them and all the nice comments. Really appreciate your support. And I really appreciate everyone's support for our podcast and what we're doing. I mean, I don't think that we would be at our 100th episode if nobody was listening, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but people are listening and more and more people keep listening each and every week. It's really mind boggling, you know, especially getting messages from people like all over the world. Literally, it's wild. It's wild. We've charted in probably 20 plus countries. I I, I haven't counted, but it's got to be at least 20. And then also for the Astrology Hub, we're going to post the link to Scott's weekly weather forecast in the description in the description of the podcast so if you want to listen to that too there'll be some extra juicy stuff on there for the full moon coming up yes yes and it might not be in there until monday because that's when they post their link because it it 
goes live on Monday. And so as soon as we have it, we'll post it in there. Yes. So check back. Shall we move into the week? Yes. Let's move into the week. This is the week of March 7th through the 13th. So Monday, March 7th, we're looking at the moon, which is the planet of emotions moving through Taurus, which is the sign that it's exalted in. It's in a position of power, the moon. Taurus is the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull. It represents what you value, what you value in the material realm, all matters of the material, art, culture, food, finance. You need money in order to buy the art, to buy the food. Uh, So it's bringing an emotional sensitivity to your likes and dislikes. I mean, I'm already feeling this, so I'm so curious what is going to be happening for me this day. Mm. Just taking in, really taking in my personal space Mm -hmm. and even like the clothes that I wear, the belongings I have in my house. What is their purpose? What is the feeling it gives me? What is the utility it provides? Yes. I've always mentioned this when we talk about Taurus, but it's like, oh, materialistic. It's like, well... We are in the material and these things add value to our lives. They really do. Like I need my computer, like the mic stand, the setup of the room for recording, like all the little upgrades we do for even just the podcast feel very significant in the comfort and the the flow of what is happening here. So just being mindful of my space and yeah, what I'm spending my money on and what, what I'm getting out of this value, the, the value of the material, why we're spending on certain things. Just how to be more mindful about getting the things that we want. This is this is a big theme right now with the North Node in Taurus, with Uranus in Taurus. So the moon moving through Taurus is going to connect to both of those points and highlight what they're doing. You know, going towards financial independence, moving towards financial independence through appreciating what you truly value. But today, the alignment that we're highlighting today is the moon and Neptune. Neptune, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, intuition, the god of fresh water and the sea, and the planetary ruler of Pisces, the sign that it's transiting through. So the moon is aligning with Neptune and Pisces. Pisces is mutable water, which makes a nice alignment with the fixed earth sign of Taurus, because water nurtures earth, earth gives water form. So think about the fantasy. What is your financial fantasy? What is your fantasy in the material? Or how can you bring your dream into reality through the material and what you value? Well, I have like the opposite end of this, but we kind of touched on it last week. Pisces is also like the addict, the covering up of the psychological baggage. So maybe first looking at what you are spending on things to cover up other feelings and like clearing some of that shit out and recognizing your habits. And then once you've cleared that out, cleared out some of that space, then you can have the energy and the space to dream of what you really want. Like what is a good fit? What is a purposeful way to spend your money that will bring you closer to your dreams? That is so brilliant because I'm always talking about you know, Netflix and chill and binge watching and the endless Instagram scroll. But there's also Amazon, you know, like how, how, how many people out there just get lost on Amazon when they're not feeling 
good when their emotions are, you know, or something happens and they want to escape their reality. So they just go on a long shopping spree on Amazon. And, and, and then by the time the package has arrived, they're like, why the hell did I get this stuff? I, I swear for the last <laughs> six months, I have had to return so many things. <laughs> it does. It feels like you've done something productive and maybe that wasn't really on your list of things to do, not on your list of how to get towards your dreams. It was just like, Oh, if I cross this little thing off of buying this, it's so easy and instant, then I'll feel better. And you will temporarily for that instant. Yeah. Just (laughs) like if you drink, you know, a few glasses of wine, you're like, Oh, now I feel good. Or, you know, whatever your drug of choice is, but what are you running from? What are you hiding from? Probably your dreams. Yes. It's scary. Maybe that's it. It's like a fear of success. Okay, so I've been wanting to offer something for a while, and I haven't really been clear. I've had kind of a vision of what I could offer, something in person, like a healing. I do stuff with essential oils and sound healing, and I've been thinking about taking this breathwork class. Mm -hmm. And I've been like on the fence about it, because as soon as I went to purchase this, like the teacher training for it, and I went to put it in my cart, it gave me so much anxiety. It's giving you anxiety right now. (laughs) Is this a sign that it's not the right thing to do is to invest in this class to like offer something more of myself or was the anxiety from being scared to put myself out there and like move closer to something that I Mm. might really get value and purpose out of? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but I, I think it is the latter. Like, I don't know why it would give me so much anxiety to buy something if it was just like, oh, you know, a instant purchase type of a thing where I'm like, oh, this will make me feel good. Oh, because you actually have to do some work with this. Yeah. You, it's not just you press the button and the package shows up at your door. No. You have to show up for this class and actually do the work, which is a commitment on your side beyond just spending the money. There's the work and there's some reading and there's homework. And, and then in the end, it's like, if I don't do anything with the class, like, why the fuck would I spend that kind of money and invest the time? So it's like well, a, you know, the that, follow up, you it's know? It's so funny that you say that because like in one of my most recent moon classes, I had a client who was talking about doing yoga teacher training. And she said the same thing. Well, what <laughs> if I do this and I, I spend that money and I make that commitment and I spend all that time on something, but then I don't end up being a yoga teacher. I'm like, yeah, but you're you know a lot about yoga isn't that like worth it in and of itself like who cares if you're if you're teaching it you're you've got this education that you can utilize for yourself so for her it would be really knowing how to do yoga and how it affects and helps your body and your mind and your spirit for you it would be the same thing except for breath work like okay so you're not teaching but you know how to do this work so you can use it on yourself. That's, that's really the most important thing in whatever we're talking about here, whether it's breath work, Reiki, yoga, or astrology, it's not about being the teacher Mm -hmm. as much as it is having a tool to utilize on yourself. You know, like you mentioned at the top, you met me at a restaurant. I was studying and utilizing my mind and my energy towards learning the language of astrology and implementing that, like that restaurant was literally like my graduate school. It was like your incubator. It was, it was my graduate school for astrology where I had the, the date time and place of, of every single person that I worked with. And I was studying them 
and learning about this. And so even before I was doing it professionally like I am now, it was a benefit to my life. But even before I did that at the restaurant, it helped me. And that's what inspired me to want to do this to help other people because I was like, oh my God, like all these things that have been torturing me for years are now gone because I understand myself at a deeper level. Yeah, I mean, the more we understand about human nature and how communication, it, it is always going to open things within ourselves and we're, we're going to be reflected in everyone that we see. Yes, and bring compassion to just looking at other people's situations and how they interact with us. Hmm. Shall we move to Tuesday? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Tuesday, March 8th. The moon continues through Taurus. And now it has moved on and is connecting with a planet that we have not mentioned. Mercury, hmm. the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, coordination, Commerce, the god of merchants and thieves. This is the last alignment that Mercury will make in the sign of Aquarius, the fixed air sign which is symbolized by the water bearer. So this is a very tense alignment here. It's a square because the moon is in Taurus, which is fixed earth. Aquarius is fixed air, both fixed, strong alignment, but air and earth don't mix. So that creates the challenge. The challenge, go ahead. So, I mean, that would be like communicating in the community about your... What you value. Yeah. So maybe that's what you're supposed to be doing, but it's always uncomfortable to share something that you're very like attached to and maybe some newness behind what you might be sharing. Like yesterday, you might have unpacked some baggage and then kind of dreamed like, what are the possibilities for what I could really get out of the material if I really go far into my dreams and really feel hopeful. Mm -hmm. So maybe sharing that vision with people can be scary. I mean, yes. just kind of what I just mentioned, like, I'm like, right. Oh, I, I want to take this class, but then like, what if this, like, what if I want to share it? And then it's not successful or I, yeah, whatever the thing is behind breath work. Who does that? Ew, gross. You know, like what if the society or the community you're part of says that, is that what you're saying? I mean, I don't think they're going to say that, but like, I don't know, like a fear comes up with the sharing aspect of these things when you feel like, yeah, sharing a dream with more than just, you know, your best friend or something when you're like putting it out there to the community, it feels scary. Mm -hmm. There is like, there is judgment. It feels like involved in that. The way that I look at it is we live in a very divisive time. It seems there's a lot of conflict in the world. And part of that makes it so that people are afraid to share what they value. How do I share what I value with the community, with the group, the club, if I'm afraid that they are going to reject me? Yeah, well, I guess now times, maybe not my specific example, but a lot of things lately feel like if your opinion isn't the same as somebody else's, then you'll be ostracized. Yes. And then that holds you back and keeps you small, which, I mean, then you're not being your true self. So then mm -hmm. what's the fuck is the point? <laughs> Yes. And that's the irony too, because Aquarius is all about being an individual, even though it rules the community, the group, the club, the organization, it's about being a freak, being the one that stands out from everyone else. And you're not afraid to stand out because you're you and why be any different than who you are. And in being you, you also accept everyone else for being who they are. 
So that's the power of Aquarius is being yourself and encouraging others to be themselves. We don't have to value the same things, but we certainly have to respect what each of us values on an individual level. As long as you're not injuring me in some way, then why do I care for you being different than me? That's just based in fear. Wednesday, Woden's Day. Woden is the old Norse god. It's the equivalent of Mercury. More Mercury action today? Yes. <laughs> Communication. Yes, or in Spanish, Miracles in Mercurio. You okay. see how the, the names are named for the planets are named for the days of the week. So it's very appropriate that on Wednesday, the day of Mercury, Mercury moves into Pisces. So now we're communicating about our dreams again. Yes. And I think about it as also like communicating to yourself. Mm. It's how do you speak to yourself? Because that's your subconscious. Yes. The conscious and the subconscious. What's going on in your unconscious mind? What is going on in your unconscious mind? What are the conversations that you're having with yourself? Or maybe it's not just with yourself. It's with other people. You know, like you have a conversation with your mom, your dad, your friend, your sibling in your mind. Maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't happen. If it did happen, you're trying to remember what was said and Things are getting twisted and turned around. Or if it hasn't happened, maybe you're anticipating a conversation that is going to happen. And all of a sudden you're going back and forth with what you think this person is going to say to you based on the knowledge that you have and the experiences that you have of your relationship through the past. But you can also be having that conversation through the filter of your psychological baggage mm. where maybe things aren't as they seem yes they're not as like they're like tainted with your <laughs> with your fear of the past and the experiences you had where it's like i know this person's gonna say this to me and this blah 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 all this sort of you know that angst and then you you meet with them and you're taking that energy into the engagement that fear-based frequency Whereas if you can also look at that conversation and say, okay, this conversation hasn't happened. Maybe dreaming of where you want it to go. Like what's the best case what's scenario? What's the best fantasy <laughs> yeah. of how this happens rather than the worst possible outcome, which is both Pisces, you know, because Pisces, in addition to being ruled by Neptune, is also ruled by Jupiter. It's expansion. It's about seeing the possibilities that exist beyond our present reality. Jupiter also rules Sagittarius, which is that fire, extroverted optimism. Oh, yeah, I can see this is going to be amazing. But when you get to Pisces, which is the final sign, we've experienced it all. So Pisces can say, yeah, I can see how this is going to be amazing. But I can also see but, but, how, but. <laughs> how it could go terribly wrong. So how do you temper those feelings within yourself with a bit of compassion and looking and saying, why am I thinking this way? Why am I thinking in the negative? Where does this fear come from? What What is leading me to anticipate that this upcoming experience is going to be bad? Well, it's always happened this way. I think that's how humans are wired unless we learn to unwire it. It's like we're just animals and all we know is what has happened in the past and we're trying to protect ourselves from pain or discomfort 
and we just use our prior knowledge of what has happened before to color what is happening in the future so we can kind of predict things. Mm -hmm. But we never know what's going to happen. So using our human mind to tell ourselves, we don't know what's going to happen. This may have happened in the past, but we can create a different future if we change our thinking, change our thought patterns. And when we change, the people around us start to change as well. They're going to react differently to Mm -hmm. how we are acting. Yes. And that comes through compassion for yourself. Pisces. (laughs) But yes, when you're compassionate with yourself, then you can be empathetic with other people. This is going to be occurring, not just today, not just today. Mercury is in Pisces from March 9th. And I didn't say the date, but it's Wednesday, March 9th. Until March 27th. So from March 9th to the 27th of March, Mercury is in Pisces. The last time Mercury was in Pisces was March 15th to April 3rd of last year, 2021. So think about what was occurring in your life between March 15th and April 3rd of 2021. Maybe that will give you clues on what's in store moving forward. But if you're somebody who has key Gemini placements in your astrological code, Ingrid, Gemini (laughs) rising we mentioned, Mm -hmm. or key Sagittarius placements in your astrological code, those placements will be afflicted by Mercury in Pisces between March 9th and the 27th. So... That's some internal work. That's internal work. That's like maybe your own personal Mercury retrograde where things aren't going the way that you want them to go or the way that you think they should go. And maybe that's causing more frustration and you're losing patience with the conversation that you're having with yourself. And that creates a conflicting conversation with somebody else. So just be mindful. Be mindful of the degrees where these placements are And the days that Mercury is at those same degrees, because those days will be challenging. And those are the days that you need to show yourself the greatest amount of compassion. Shall we move on to Thursday, March 10th, the sun, the giver of light, life and vitality transiting through Pisces, a sign that we've talked about quite a lot. (laughs) <laughs> Some deep shit happening yes, this week. Yes, yes. And again, you know, the sun is in Pisces along with Jupiter and Neptune, the two planetary rulers of Pisces for the first time since March of 1858. Oh, so it's been, <laughs> it's been 164 years since we felt this level of depth in terms of thinning the veil Picking up on what we're feeling around us, the energies around us, which is causing us to to want to escape, hide from what's going on in our psyche. I mean, just us talking about this day makes me feel scared where I'm just like, oh, no, I need to check out like this feels like a lot. <laughs> well, this is not just today. This is the whole time that the sun is in Pisces. So it's not just today. But today brings an extra challenge because the moon is in Gemini which is one of those signs that we talked about on Wednesday that squares Pisces. Mutable air, Gemini, mutable water, Pisces, both mutable, strong alignment, but air and water don't mix. Well, Gemini wants to keep it really light and Mm -hmm. Pisces wants to go deep. So there's that conflict of like, how do you go deep? I mean, Gemini in a way can feel a little bit escapist when you're just like, oh, everything's light, everything's fun, everything's happy. Like, we'll just some surface area stuff. Mm -hmm. 
We'll stay comfy up here. Yes. This is one of those days where when the moon's in Gemini, we all take on that energy of being the Gemini moon, keeping it light, like Ingrid was saying, but also it can create kind of those glib comments that (laughs) that get the Gemini people in trouble sometimes where maybe they say something that they think might be funny, but it's not really appropriate (laughs) for them to say it in that moment, especially when they're around the Pisces person that doesn't want to get the joke. Oh my gosh, (laughs) this is too funny because I feel like this is so me. One of my friends who's a Pisces, I've said things many times. I always like to make a joke, especially when things are horrible. I just do. I can't help it. I'm just like, it gives me so much joy to say something just so fucked up. And the people that get it think it's hilarious. But yeah, the Pisces can be like, what the fuck? Like too soon. Like yeah. never or just never. Why would you say that? Yeah. Yeah. So look up in the sky because on March 10th, the moon is going to be split in half. Oh, you always say this is an uncomfortable day when the moon is half it's a half moon half moon half moon (laughs) which is conflict it's the light and the shadow conflicting with each other so there could be some emotional conflicts that are occurring here maybe somebody's getting too heavy too deep and you make a comment that's not appropriate like ingrid with her (laughs) pisces friend and it creates a spat if so you know, maybe it needs to happen Mm -hmm. in order to clear the air in some way. You're always being so, you know, glib and that's not, well, you're always being so deep and and depressed, like, you know, pull out of it. Or, you know what, thinking about how we are supposed to value each other. Listen, I'm sorry that my comment offended you. I'm not saying my comment to offend you. I'm saying it to maybe lift you up, lift you up, Mm -hmm. lighten things up. And the other person says, well, I'm sorry, I'm feeling... I don't want to be lifted. I don't want to be lifted, and I, res- I respect that you do, and I don't, and we can just yeah. move forward in that from that respect, from that perspective. I can really relate to both sides of that, because I am one to always laugh. Like I'm always open to kind of laughing about the darkness, but at the same time, when I'm feeling like really deep and someone tries to just make me feel better, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to feel better. I want to feel what I'm feeling. So I can really see how that can be irritating. And I I love that you bring that up because I think that's really important. Sometimes you have to feel shitty. Sometimes you have to be angry. Trying to pull yourself out of that is like trying to give birth to a premature child. You know, it's like trying to pull the child. The baby will come when the baby's ready to come. So if you're trying to pull, somebody might just be angry or depressed or sad. And that's just where they need to be in that moment. If somebody is really happy and really excited, not often will someone go and be like, Hey, you need to be more realistic. You're getting too excited. And if there is that person, everyone's like, what the fuck? That guy's an asshole. So like, maybe (laughs) this is a time to normalize. Everybody's in a different place. Sometimes we're really high. Sometimes we're really low. And that doesn't necessarily mean we need to change it just because the dark feelings don't really feel so good. We still have to experience them and give them enough play as the high feelings. Yes. Just let people be where they be. And if you're uncomfortable about where someone is... Maybe it's something about where they are that you need to look at within yourself. You're hiding from your own darkness Mm -hmm. or sadness. 
or joy. Absolutely. Some people are in the other yeah. side where they're like, I just want to be depressed all the time. Fuck everything. It's like, you know what? Okay, you've been in this place for years now. So have a little fun. <laughs> exactly. Yes. What are you hiding from in the clouds? Okay. Friday, March 11th. The moon transits into Cancer, the sign that it rules. I'm a Cancer moon. You're a Cancer moon, yes. <laughs> what, I'm going to go cry about it? Yeah, cry about your Cancer moon. God. The crab, the, the cranky, crabby crab is the symbol of Cancer, the cardinal water sign. What's our alignment? Oh, I have it right here. What do you see, Ingrid? Uh, are we aligning with uh, Mercury and Pisces? Yes. So communicating about our dream world, our subconscious, and uh, I guess about all of our emotions. Yes. Bringing some emotional sensitivity to your conversations. Now that we've been glib with Gemini, now it's time to feel. It's time to feel what's going on. This is a water-water connection, so it's a trine. It's a supportive alignment. This is an opportunity with Mercury moving through Pisces to really see on a conscious level what is going on in your unconscious. And now connecting the moon there, maybe you're able to tie in why is this in my unconscious? Oh, this happened to me when I was young. Or this is how my father is, or my mother is, or my grandfather, or my grandmother, or the ancestors. Looking into the past, taking a conscious look into the past, your roots, and seeing how that influences your unconscious mind and your conscious mind. The feeling it gives me is understanding. When you put all those pieces together, you just mentioned, we will begin to understand why we are the way we are, why everyone else is the way that they are. And that compassion can be very healing, mm -hmm. just the understanding. Yes. Being sensitive, being sensitive to what people are feeling around you and really having your pulse on what's going on in the room, so to speak. So hopefully it's a healing day. After you've upset everyone on Thursday, Ingrid. <laughs> Hopefully, shit. Or you'll be crying about the fact that you upset everyone. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Yes, please do. Saturday, March 12th, the moon continues on to 22 degrees. The same degree that it was at on Monday when it was in Taurus, the sign that it's exalted in. Now it's in Cancer, the sign that it rules. And at 22 degrees, the moon aligns with Neptune again, just like it was on Monday. So this is very deep, very healing. This is a time to escape within yourself, to maybe put on some soothing, healing music that they have on at the spa or the massage place or whatever. I think about that kind of music where it's very just zen. Meditative. Meditative. Meditative music. Yes, thank you. Put that music on, lie back, and where do you go? What comes up? When we do this kind of thing, when you're allowing yourself to dream and go into your subconscious, it really is like telling you what is living in there. Are you dreaming about new positive future things, things that could be, or are you obsessing about the past? Is that the first thing that comes up is some garbage that's sitting in there that you haven't dealt with? Yes. So when you give yourself that time, it's like, oh, that's what's living in there. 
know, if it's a dream, it's like, okay, well, how do I actualize it? And if it's some past shit, it's like, okay, hmm. I need to sit with that and sort it out. Cause we don't want to be ruminating on stuff and letting stuff fester in like these dark corners of our mind. Like the reason we're doing this is to be able to keep clearing stuff out and making mm-hmm. space for new things. Constantly, constantly. And I know you've said this in the past where I hear other people, it's like, we're constantly healing or I thought I was healed. And ah. it's like, that's like cleaning your home. And then two months later, it's dirty again. And you're like, I thought I cleaned it. It's like, yeah, you did, but you need to do it again. This is the best metaphor because I swear every time more shit comes up, I'm like, how the fuck did it get here? Mm-hmm. Honestly, how? Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's like, it still needs to keep being clean because it will get dirty. And it has, mm-hmm. and it's exhausting. If we think, that we only have to clean it once instead of that maintenance. It's like that kind of like, is it like Buddhist? Whatever the tradition is where you enjoy cleaning. Like that's part of your thing Mm -hmm. for the day is you clean. Yes. You clean your stuff. You clean your space, do the dishes, you sweep the floor. You also have to address your psyche. Yes. Shit lives in there. Yes. And today is a day for psychological maintenance. That's what today's about. Psychological maintenance. Go within yourself What's going on in there? Nurture yourself, show yourself compassion, and nurture and care for those that are close to you. Sunday, March 13th, the moon makes its final alignment in Cancer, in opposition with Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation. We haven't talked about Pluto or Capricorn this week last week there it seemed like there was a lot of was it last week or two weeks ago there's like so much there's been so much capricorn talk and today is the first time we're talking about capricorn this week i mean now we're talking about maybe our achievements and goals and ambitions and communicating about those and also it's uh pluto pluto so that's like death of the old way of doing things so <laughs> doing things in a new way especially when it comes to like our emotions like what is what are we trying to achieve in our psychological baggage and in our dreams? Do we want to clear some shit out, make room for some new shit? Like what are those specific goals? What do we want to get rid of? And what do we want to plant for our dreams? Yes. So I think it's beautiful that these three alignments, the way that they occur Friday with Mercury, it's like becoming consciously aware of your unconscious and how you're affected emotionally where that comes from, your roots. Saturday is the psychological maintenance. You've had a chance to look at everything. Now you're clearing everything out with compassion. And then by the time we get to Sunday, the moon aligning with Pluto, you've transformed. You've transformed how you feel about yourself on an emotional level. You've transformed how you feel about your roots your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you, your ancestors. And once you've transformed, because you've done that psychological maintenance, now you can look at what you want to achieve and truly fantasize and dream and have the faith to go after that. Would this also be about like taking action? Capricorn is also about doing it, yeah? Capricorn is about... Doing it, yes. That's <laughs> so. Maybe there's like some baby steps. Like this is where you start. Capricorn is a cardinal sign, so it's about taking those steps. You know, when you think about like who rules Capricorn, Mars? Or... No, it's Saturn, which is the planet of work. Mars 
though, is exalted in Capricorn. So it's in a position of power. Another way to think about it is, is think about the symbol of Capricorn, the goat. You know, you, you think about like the lion of Leo, the lion's like sleeping 20 hours a day and then like goes out and gets their food. The, the goat is constantly, is constantly like, <laughs> okay, I got to get to the, I just, you know, I've brought this up before, but I wish I could find it again. There's this YouTube video of like these goats that climb up the side of this dam in Europe, in Eastern Europe somewhere. I mean, this thing is like almost like a 90 degree angle and it's all made up of all these little rocks and these goats climb up to the top of this dam to lick the salt that's accumulating at the top of the dam in order to, they need it to have the dexterity that they have in their ligaments and joints and that sort of stuff the mineral that's only in the salt so they have to go up there and they're spending like all day carefully climbing up this dam to get to that salt so the goat is about working it's about taking that first step it's about climbing and ascending not talking and it's about doing and it's also like the doing is the rewarding part of it it's like you need to be doing it to do the thing like it's like this loop Mm-hmm. Like with the goats, it's like the constant movement upward and the planning and the doing and the moving forward is very important. Yes. So we need to make sure we're also doing that. We can dream about it all day, but like you have to start taking some action. Take action. Take action. Put the first step forward. Think about where you started in your childhood and where you want to go in your adulthood. And so here we are. We've climbed to a hundred episodes, Ingrid. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Ingrid, so much for your commitment and dedication and all the work that you've put in to this podcast. And thank you to all of our listeners who've been along on this ride with us. And we look forward to many more. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. This journey has been that I've been so consistent about. It's been such like a personal growth journey, learning about astrology and also just showing up for you, but also just for myself, like this continued growth on a project and it's really starting to pay off. It just feels very rewarding. It's that the very Capricorn energy of doing it. Mm-hmm. You just keep doing it. Yes. Just keep doing it. Just keep showing up. Mm-hmm. Just keep climbing. Just keep sharing information that's helpful to people. If we just show up every week and we offer information that's helpful to people. It's helpful to me. <laughs> hopefully it's helpful to all of you. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, we get so many notes and messages. I, I'm just so moved by all of them. Everyone who reaches out and is thanking us. So thank you for listening and for supporting us. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.